Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Luke Stevenson for the Central Indiana Innovation Hub. Central Indiana Innovation Hub provides space for individuals to meet and network for business-related needs. Central Indiana Innovation Hub is located at 5250 East U.S. Highway 36, Suite 1101 in Avon. More information can be found at indianahub.com. Our phone number is 317-696-3050. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 830 to 4. Tours of the facility are available. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Well, we are in the, the heart of election season and to help us kind of shake out what's going on from the Republican perspective. It's our friend Kyle Babcock. He's a longtime Indiana GOP veteran. Kyle, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Rob. It's great to be here in the studio with you. I mean, my gosh, I was hoping to be able to get in here. I, I know what a great interview you, you are. You know, so you've interviewed all these people and I thought, oh my gosh. Gosh, I mean, I actually got asked by you to, to come and do an interview, so well, you're happy a, to do it. You're a huge Chicago Cubs fan. So. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and you know, it's funny, as sitting in here, you're wearing your Cubs hat yeah. today as we're doing this interview, and the Cubs won last night, and so we're um, the pre the pre time you know we're talking you know Cubs 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 yeah. before politics politics Cubs is so much more uh, l- so much less well not right now but usually less stressful than politics right sure I mean but right now just thinking um, I just got my tickets for Game Five were just delivered today so Game Five at Wrigley should be just an electric 
atmosphere, you know, game five at Wrigley on Saturday night. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the Republican Party. You've been around a long time. You're actually uh, uh, the third congressional district. You're a, you're a delegate, right? Correct. I was a delegate to the National Convention. I am the third district treasurer, so I'm one of the four district officers in the third district. Um, I currently live in Warsaw, which is up there, uh, northeast Indiana. So, I'm there and, um, you know, interesting politics going on all across the state (laughs) and across the nation. All right. So let's start with this. Did you ever think, because you've been around politics a long time, you are buddies with all the big stars in, 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 especially in this state and across many across the country, where Donald Trump would not only be the Republican nominee for president, but he would be on the verge of maybe winning. It's it's amazing, Rob, and, and I've said this um, on television and in various places. I came to the Trump party late. I will admit, I know that you were on the Trump train from the very beginning, and I was um, late to the party, but Donald Trump is our nominee. Um, I don't know if Donald really thought when he started this that he was actually going to win. Um, I know he's a great businessman, but at this point... Um, I think the guy can win. I really do. I mean, I did an interview with Politico earlier, earlier in the season, basically before the Indiana primary. Yeah, You're famous. You were in Politico. It it was incredible. I mean, um, so I did these interviews, but I was never a never Trump person. I said, Donald at that point was my third choice of the three, but I always said I'd support the nominee because look, I'm a good Republican and, and, and look, um, 24 hours and 72 hours, sometimes a week, that's almost an eternity in politics. Yeah. So so things can change so quick. But but right now, um, look, I was a delegate to the National Convention. I paid my money. I'm Donald Trump went on the CBS affiliate in Fort Wayne, did some other television. I was pledging my loyalty to Donald Trump, and I'm there. Take us through what the convention is like, because it's so cool to watch it on TV. Yeah, it's, it's really surreal. This is the second convention I attended. I attended as a delegate, as an alternate delegate in Tampa. But what you see on television is exactly what you see there. But what happens is is you're walking around the place. And, and I have a lot of friends all across the United States, so it's almost like a reunion. I was in a fraternity in college, so you see a lot of your friends all around. But when you're sitting there and you're looking and you see the people on stage and you're actually one of the cast of characters yeah. in the audience. And and look, I grew up watching these conventions. It's a, a tremendous experience. I feel honored that I was able to, you know, attend two conventions. And if it's if I have my way, I, I'll never miss another one again. Okay, so when I met the Trumpster, um I found him to be one of the compelling things I found about Trumpster is I found him to be almost non-political, and I know that's crazy to think that a major party nominee could be almost non-political, but I found that he just kind of looks at things through the does this make sense to me lens. Uh, did you ever think we'd have a major party nominee who sort of kind of doesn't really play politics, for lack of a better term? Um, I think right now um, the sentiment in politics, and I think we've seen this coming over the last few cycles uh, for a true outsider to be involved in politics. I mean, let's face it. There were, what, about 100 and 120 Republicans ran for, for president of the United <laughs> States, I think. You know, but but what, what was there? There were probably, what, 16, 18. It was an episode of Survivor. Yeah. But, but, I mean, the Republicans did this to themselves. I mean, they should have got together, had a smaller field. But, but Donald won. And, I mean, he actually felt the pulse of everybody out there and he picked up on a movement that was happening but one of the biggest things that I think 
during the primary process, a lot of people don't realize is this 13 to 15 million votes doesn't equate to 70 to 80 million. Right. So that's what it takes. So at this point, um, I mean, Donald has just been out. I mean, and look, I, I, you've met the guy. I've never met him. Okay. Um, I have got a contribution from him before <laughs> on a super back I was working with. So, so I actually, so Rob, I, I actually made money on a commission getting, getting the check. So, I mean, I, so, Hey, look, so, um, but, but anyway, the point is this, um, looking at him moving forward, I mean, the chance, the chance of him winning, I believe, is still 50-50. I mean, so many of these polls say that he can't win. But what I've seen, not only here but everywhere, is there's an energy out there that I just don't think this is polling right. I think the polling methodologies change methodologies changed over the years and I don't know how you actually poll races anymore. So it's probably to me, it's probably not a good business to be in polling. So the conundrum I was in was I like to Trumpster because he's an agitator. He likes to ruffle the feathers. He likes to make everybody angry. That's sort of the way I was when I was in office on a much smaller scale. But then he wins and he's the nominee, and it was sort of like a pivot for me of, oh, he won. Now we got to go win a general election, and, and it, it's really an interesting dynamic to go from, I'm behind this guy because he's making people think, he's making people miserable, he's making people behave differently than they ever had before, and then you go, oh, now we got to go win, and I think it's been a somewhat of a rough pivot for him, too, because there's this large swath of the electorate that's not a Democrat or a Republican, and you got to get those people to vote for you. No, you're absolutely correct, and I think that two of the people that had the biggest influence on Donald Trump in the general election. Number one, Indiana Governor Mike Pence. He brought stability to that ticket. There were a lot of people that were very skeptical inside the party all across the country. And and look, Mike is known. He was you know a, a leader in Congress, and the people know Mike. And Kellyanne Conway is an absolute rock star. And what she's done to bring this home... And, and, and hone in, and if you can say hone in, anybody with Donald Trump. But, but, <laughs> but, but those two people have added stability to this ticket. And look, nobody's going to control Donald Trump. Nobody's going to. He's going to say things that he's going to say, but it's almost in politics. He doesn't know what he doesn't know to hear some things. Sure, he says things I don't agree with, of course. He says crazy things, but you know what? I've said crazy things, and you've said crazy things. I mean, we're not running for president, but but the bottom line is this: is this? Look, he's the Republican nominee, and everybody Republican should get on board. I'm very disappointed, and I'd say this publicly: people that are not on board for Donald Trump, because look, he's the Republican nominee, and and look at the alternative. I mean, Hillary Clinton is just the epitome of the opposite of the Republican Party, and I I would think that looking at the Supreme Court. I would think everybody would get on board with Donald Trump, good Republicans. Yeah, again, this is Kyle Babcock. He's a longtime uh, Republican uh, Republican strategist and operative here in Indiana, uh, also uh, delegate to the National Convention. You know, I've still not told my story about what the Trumpster told me after we went off the air, and I'm saving that story. You know, I'm not, it's one, I'm not sure whether I should let it go before the election in hopes of, uh, you know, maybe resonating with some people or just, like, lock it away in a book, you know, in 20 years and bring it out. Do what you, should I do? What should I do? It's ratings man it's ratings drive it keep it as long as you can as long as you can don't tell anybody and unless somebody's going to be a big major sponsor to you know to do this look at the end of the day it's ratings and but but no i i I actually if donald trump wins i'm i plan on going to the inauguration um i'm looking forward to that 
Um, hope I get invited. I think I probably will. And I think a lot of people from Indiana will be there, uh, especially with Governor Pence, could yeah, be Vice sure. President Pence. But with that said, uh, yeah, hold, hold hold everything back, I, man. I, I want to hold it. I, I do. I just, I really, you know, people keep asking me about it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It was one of those moments where it was even more compelling than him t- telling me I was terrific. And I just, I, I really want to share it. But you're right. I mean, it's so compelling. It's like... Um, like some things are just better left, you know, kept uh, kept in mystery forever. Yeah, we got less. We've got less than three weeks. So, <laughs> hey, okay. So uh, let's talk about some of the other uh, races that are going on. Uh, the U.S. Senate race. Sure. We're in the middle of that. I went and did the uh, the debate uh, analysis and coverage for IBC the other night with our friend Abdul. Absolutely. Uh, what did you think about Todd Young, Evan Bayh, and Lucy Brennan on stage together? Well, it was an interesting debate. I mean, full disclosure, Todd Young is a very good friend of mine. Um, in 2010, I worked for Todd the last few months on campaign finance and helping him raise money during the thing. So during the time when he first won for Congress, but Todd Young is a rock star in the GOP. I mean, look, Todd Young is the hardest working guy in politics. When Evan Bayh was coerced to get into this race, when they were, and I've heard that even it had went as high as um, President Obama called him, that he wouldn't even do it with Hillary Clinton and Harry Reid and Chuck Schumer, the whole group. But Are you surprised Bai got back in? Why would he want to do this? He never liked being a senator. Yeah. He never liked it. And, I mean, the 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 going thing was, was Evan was going to get in this race. They thought it was going to be a, be a cakewalk. But I said from the very beginning, as soon as I was – I never wavered one bit. As soon as Evan got in this race, I said, you guys do not know Todd Young and what he is going to do. And, hey, look at the race. It's a toss-up. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, um, the, the debate as a whole. Uh, Evan Bayh, still a very polished politician. Oh, I, was, I was very surprised at how well he held his own, uh, having been out of it for six years. Sure, he's smooth. I mean, he's obviously smooth. I mean, you've got to realize he's trained for this his entire life. I mean, I grew up in politics uh, with my family being involved in politics, but Evan is very good in that setting. But... It almost, to me, was almost too rehearsed. And, and I said on Twitter, as, as, as crazy as this sounds, I'll bet you there were not 100 undecided voters sure. you know, watching that debate. But to me, looking at it now a few days past, it's basically sound bites chopped up that yep. each campaign's trying to do. Yeah, and I, I said this afterwards. I think the, the Bai campaign, or the Bai, the Young campaign has gotten as much as they're going to get. Everybody knows Evan Bai doesn't live here. Everybody knows that's a lie. Sure. Everybody knows he's a lobbyist. That's a lie if he says he's not, no, whether he technically is or isn't. They probably got as much as they're going to get right now. It's time to get down to the sure. issues. Absolutely. And, and one of the things is, is I think it was a very flawed strategy on the part of the Bai campaign in the beginning because I don't think they understood the nature of what's going on here. We saw this back in 2012 with Senator Luger and what happened in the primary there. And I think they completely underestimated the sentiment because Evan Bay doesn't live here. He hasn't lived here. Yes, he's got his condo there and, and he's got, you know, supposedly the one bedroom condo and he's got all the, you know, the million dollar houses every place. But I mean, just come clean. The guy's a lobbyist. Um, and that's the here's the deal with me is this I'm very frustrated with this race and the reason I've been very vocal for Todd Young not just because he's my friend is this I don't like the system being gamed and I think Evan Bayh and the Democrats are trying to game this system and quite frankly if it was a Republican doing this I would say I would probably say things probably not as vocal but they continue to compare this to Dan Coats well Dan ran in the primary yeah. Dan registered as a lobbyist he never ran from that he had all these clients that really were not his but he registered as a lobbyist for all of them. Evan Bayh is a lobbyist and he doesn't live here. I mean, the dude 
didn't want to be in the Senate the last time, and I don't know why he wants to do it this time. Yeah, and it's an interesting question. Get our guest is Kyle Babcock, a longtime uh, GOP operative, strategist, uh, also national delegate. Uh, it's interesting because Evan By the brand Evan By people want to like Evan By. Like if if you just met Evan By on the street, you'd be like, hey, cool, cool dude, nice guy, whatever. Absolutely. Uh, um, why he didn't just come out and say, hey, you know what? I haven't lived here the past six years. I went to provide for my family. Uh, I feel called to come back and serve, and I want to help Hoosiers. And that would have really taken it all off the table. I don't know why he tried to keep up the facade that he because now you've lied about this, and he lied to Indy Star. Right. His guys at Indy Star, oh they goodness. love him at Indy Star. I mean, here's the deal: is is you may be able to maybe lie to a small town newspaper. Yep. But when you start lying to the Indy Star, when you start lying to the Associated Press, when you actually say those things, and I mean, again, it's a flawed strategy. I mean, his campaign people all should be changed because exactly what you said, Rob. He is a guy people liked. They, just, I mean, he didn't really do much when he was senator or governor. He was kind of a caretaker, but people liked the guy. And right now he's gotten beat up so bad because he's told these lies. The cover-up is always worse than the crime. All right, so let's talk about the race for governor now uh, in full flux. How can these polls be so different? One of them has the race tied between Greg and, and Holcomb. One of them has Greg way up. Then another one comes out and it's in the middle. Why are these polls so so off? I mean, that's a very good question, Rob. And I think polling methodologies methodologies changed. I mean, look, how many people actually have landlines anymore? We, you know, they try to get a mixture from landlines, cell phones. They do stuff online. I mean, as of this point, I mean, John Gregg has been basically running for governor for almost eight years, okay? I mean, well, we'll say six years. Um, Eric got into the race late. I mean, the political establishment around the state um, knew Eric, the apparatus, and Eric's got his ads on television. I think the race is close. I mean, there's no no doubt that the race is close. But I actually think one of the people that has to be really disappointed that Evan by entered the race is John Gregg because Evan and that race has sucked so much oxygen out of the, out of the room. And what's happened is, is John Gregg, whether you like him or not, but the problem is, is the life of that race just went away and everything went to the Senate race. You know, it's interesting, and I'd be curious to get your, your thoughts on this, because as you said, you were somebody who didn't support Donald Trump in the primary. You're totally on board now. Everybody keeps trying to get the these down-ballot candidates to run away from Trump. And to me, when I look at the polling that's come out, no matter what poll it is, Trump's the only Republican that's consistently winning every poll. Why would anybody run away from him? Yeah, that's that's a very good question. And I mean, again, it's a, it's a mixed bag on this. Um, I actually think Donald Trump is going to win Indiana. I put it on Twitter. I think he'll win Indiana by at least plus 10 or plus 12. Um, some of my Democrat operative friends think I'm crazy and they think Hillary Clinton's going to win. But I think Trump's going to win. Uh, my biggest concern is, me being a Republican, is is that people are going to go to the polls that are Trump voters that they may not pull that lever for Eric Holcomb. They may not pull that lever for Todd Young and the other state Senate, state House candidates, and also the other statewides. But the phenomenon is there, and I think Donald Trump is going to win Indiana handily. It, it's interesting. You just touched on a point that I think is very important, and I said this on IBC. Todd Young has got to get the Trump voter who is non-political, who will walk into the booth to vote for Donald Trump, 
maybe a Democrat, maybe an independent by affiliation, see Evan Bayh's name on the ballot and go, oh, hey, Evan Bayh's running again. Click. Evan, uh, Todd Young has to be able to reach that person. And I don't know how you do it because the Trumpster voters a lot of times are in the woodwork. Correct. Well, one of the things I think analyzing this race, the number one profession that's admired by everyone across the country is serving in the armed services. Sure. So you continue to hear Todd talk about his service as you know in the navy in the marines and i think when people go pull that lever um they're going to look at this and even the trumpster voters what they're going to look at is is they've heard this that todd young served his country and i think that's what people these people are looking for god country and you know doing the right thing and and to me I think at the end of the day, I think they'll probably pull that lever for Todd because of his military service. Again, our guest is Kyle Babcock. He's a longtime Republican uh, operative and strategist, also a, a national uh, convention delegate. Um, okay, so we've got uh, this will air Friday. So we've got basically 18 days or so till the uh, till the, the 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 whole thing's decided. And um, what's interesting to me now is the amount of people that early vote has it changed the way you guys try to reach people because you've got 25 percent or more of the populace that's voting before november the 8th yeah that's been one of the things is is looking at this is this early voting it has changed everything because when you're seeing all these ads on television i mean some groups are coming in and running ads right now i mean again 25 i, I believe the figure could maybe even be higher than that now 25 at least 25 percent are voting early so these people have already got you know they voted the, the the votes are in the bank so if anything happens so i think maybe that's the reason you saw some of this flurry of activity early on with evan by todd young defining evan and i think that's probably one of the reasons all right so let's talk about the super PACs. we talked a little bit about sure. this on on ibc uh the other night about money in politics i believe that uh Money is an expression of free speech. Sure. It's, it's how hey, you say where you want it to go. I don't begrudge rich people. I don't begrudge rich people that want to voice their free speech in politics. Um, has the super PAC, has the amount of money that the Citizens United uh, decision influx into politics, has that been a good thing for our system? Well, I think it's. I think in, in, in the beginning it was good, and I look, look at it as good right now. I mean, look, in Indiana, we have the guy that invented super PACs, Jim Bopp. Yeah. From Terre Haute, Indiana, his law firm is there now, obviously, in central Indiana. But Jim did Citizens United, and when you're talking super PACs, you're talking Jim Bopp. And, and, I mean, it's no secret. I work with Jim on projects. But with that being said, I personally believe why have all these campaign finance rules? Why not just give yeah. the money to the candidates, yep. let them do that, disclose it? I mean, because here's the deal. We all have computers. We have tablets. We have we have hand handhelds we have iphones androids all that stuff get the donation in put it on the website within 24 hours full disclosure why even have these campaign limits yeah because it is ridiculous that an organization can say i really want to support um todd young's run for for senate or evan buys run for sure. senate because he obviously has super PACs as well supporting him but they can't give the money directly to him. So now you have outside groups, many times run by people who don't live here. They've never sure. been to Indiana. They're just doing ad buys. And uh, it's it's just ridiculous that you, you're hiding where the money's coming. You're actually making it harder to be transparent. No, I agree. And 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 they talk about McCain-Feingold. And, and Hil here's Hillary Clinton on television talking. One of the biggest things is she wants to get rid of Citizens United. She gets more money sure. from all these people. And I, I actually think if you add it up, there's probably been more super PAC money flow to Hillary Clinton and the Democrats and the Republicans this time. Oh, oh sure, sure. I was going to ask you, when you do the, the political action committee stuff or super PACs, a lot of times you're talking to people maybe from outside the state. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Is that hard to say... 
hey, I'm going to need you to write a big check to support a guy you've never met and you wouldn't know him if you walked walked past him on the street. Well, a lot of people being involved with politics and being involved with super PACs and large donors, and it's called major donors uh, typically. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of times a major donor fundraiser. One of the things that I know, what I deal with a lot is, is people are... are I call them good Republicans, or they have a philosophy. And right. if that candidate matches their philosophy, they want to do what they can. But but let's face it, these super PAC rules, and it's just ridiculous. I mean, look, we're dealt the hand, we're given, we play in that field, but give the money to the campaigns, give the money to the state parties, get rid of these artificial limits, and just disclose everything, and then we're better We're better off. So I, I had to ask you about this, because we have talked about this at length on the show. I, when Trump was here, uh, this was about a month ago or so, when he was in Evansville, mm-hmm. did a fundraiser. The rumor was that it was like, a hundred grand to get a photo with him and get a you know chance to tell him what you think about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And uh, I was thinking, so my memories, my experience is worth a hundred grand. Um, who has a hundred grand to to spend around? Where are these people getting this money? Rob, you'd be surprised how many people have a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, is that easy? Am um, I just not talking to the right people? I, I, well, I, well, I'm the poor one. Okay, because I'm making nine bucks here yeah, at the radio station. Yeah, well, I, I'm making probably about ten in <laughs> politics. So, so needless to say, and, and there's some days I probably make a nickel an hour, you know. But I'm the poor one. So when I I tell people when I'm talking to people, I say, yeah, I'm I'm just the poor guy hanging around. So so anyway, but the, the bottom line is this: is this? Yes, there are people um, that pay this money to go there, and. Th- when people refer to me sometimes, I'm one of these super pet guys. I, I don't think I'm hiding, hi, hiding. I mean, look, I, I mean, I've done a radio show before. I mean, it, it, they say dark money in politics. It, it's absurd, okay? These are good Americans that are playing within the system because realistically, looking at super PACs and looking at the unions, what they did, I mean, all the political action stuff before the super PACs, the union just spent all this money and, and a lot of members' money that really wasn't theirs to spend. Yeah, it is totally fascinating to me. Again, our guest is Kyle Babcock. He's a longtime Republican operative and strategist, also national delegate. In the final few minutes we, we've got here uh, with you, I want to ask you about where politics is headed in the digital media age, in the social media age. Um, we talked a little bit about Evan Bayer earlier and him getting caught basically lying about where he lives and what he does or did for a job. One of the reasons it was hard is things like Twitter exist. And sure. a guy like you can go on Twitter and go, oh no, here's where you worked, here's what you did, here's where you've lived. These people next to you don't even know you lived there. You can become your own self-reporter and you can reach the masses. Is it making our government more accountable or are they just ignoring it and just doing their own thing? Well, I'll answer your question, but I'll I'll give you something on last night when I was watching after the debates. Somebody asked Mark Cuban if he was going to run for president next time, and he said, I would never expose my family to this, okay? So with that being said, social media has changed everything. I'll give a plug to my company because we do social media, okay? So <laughs> so we do that, so I make money off that. But here's the bottom line is, is, yes, so many citizen journalists anymore, podcasts, Twitter, Facebook, it's incredible how much news people get from social media anymore. They're not turning on the 630 News I mean, they may be watching it, but maybe it's streamed on on a on a Facebook feed somewhere. So the the point is, is yes, there's a, it it creates um, a lot more drama and dynamics in politics. 
Evan Bay never has run in this environment, and he had no idea what he's getting involved in. He got bad advice. Yeah, well, it, it, and that's was my point is 20 years ago, he probably gets away with that because all he's got is Indy Star, who's probably his buddy, and, you know, maybe WIBC, but he's not going to do an interview with them. So you've really got very few statewide media organizations that could really pin you down. But in the instant age, I mean, I saw somebody that took a picture of him eating his lunch at the airport in D.C. a couple, a week ago or something. I sure. mean, it's like that's how much you're still in D.C. Oh, absolutely, and you've got trackers that track these people everywhere. And, I mean, the dude does not live here. And, again, I would wager to say he's probably rethinking and reevaluating why he ran because I don't think he had any idea what he was getting involved in. You you talk about rethinking and you talk about Mark Cuban, um, the political environment we're in now. Um, I believe that Donald Trump has become an outward reflection of the environment we're in. I mean, let's face it, Harry Reid's a mafia member. I mean, he he smiles nice and he he acts like he's not. But there's a lot of these guys that are in Congress that are total goons. They're total goons. Um, Do you believe that we live in a a age of uh, a lack of decorum? Do you believe that it's bad for the system? I mean, we used to duel a long time ago, so we're not doing that. I mean, I kind of like the rough and tumble world of politics. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We we look back, and if you're you're a student of history and um, study stuff, you know, the Lincoln-Douglas debates and stuff, I mean— I mean, look, a lot of people don't like what's going on. I mean, I'm not any different than most people. You, you get tired of seeing all these ads on television. But at some point, let's sit down. Let's talk about the issues. And, and you know, um, as I've said a couple times, are you ready? Are we ready to rumble? Let's yeah. rumble. So got to close with this uh, because this will air Friday. Saturday night will hopefully be the Cubs wrapping up the NLCS. We will see. We're taping this on Thursday. Um you have been to the game one of both the NLDS and CS. Yes. Tell a lifelong Cubs fan such as myself, you know, I'm always way up there in the uh, in the Bob Euchre seats during the regular season, what it's like to uh, what it's like to go to a playoff game in Wrigley yeah, Field. The atmosphere is just incredible. And Rob, I've sat plenty of times up there, <laughs> and even this season I've sat up, you know, two or three rows from the top. You know, at Wrigley Field. I've been lucky enough to be able to sit down front and and do some things, but. The atmosphere is just incredible. When you're at the game and they're doing the announcements, they're singing the national anthem when the first pitch is there. And the most the, the most um, electrifying thing is when the Cubs win the game. After the game, the Go Cubs yeah. go. And, and to be able to hear that, I'm going to be at the game. I'm going to be at Wrigley Field on Saturday night. I'm hoping as we're taping this on Thursday night, the Cubs pull off a win. I'm going to the Indiana State dinner tonight on Thursday. I've got my iPhone with me. I'm going to stream the game and watch it during the speeches. Well, I was going to ask if, well, because you know you got some big dignitaries there tonight, Lamar Alexander and uh, and some others. I was going to ask you, are you like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer Simpson's in church and he's got the football game in one ear, uh, listening while the while uh, the Reverend uh, Lovejoy is talking? Is that going to be you going to be standing up, jumping up and down in the middle of uh, the senator's speech? Well, it's it's funny you brought that up. Rob, because um, one of the uh, a person that's going to be there tonight said to me, "We've got to figure out some baseball signals. Maybe you grab your left <laughs> ear if the if the Cubs score a run or if there's a strikeout. You know, we'll we'll be doing those signals and stuff. So I I would imagine uh, it's probably going to be interesting. I'm hope there's not any video being run there. So you know, maybe to embarrass me later on. Kyle, thanks for being with us, uh, and I uh, really appreciate you taking us uh, through a little bit about how the state party kind of works, a little bit about how the uh, the world that you live in works. It's very interesting, and I think it's important for people to know that hey, you hear a lot about packs and things like that but you're just regular guys just playing inside the system rob thank you so much for inviting me in the studio as i've said to you you're very talented 
you are a very good interviewer, very, very good. And I anticipate you not being in Brownsburg, Indiana much hey, longer. you know the fastest way to get invited back on this show is to say nice things about me. Hey. You know, I, I love it. That's why the Trumpster and I got along so well. It was, a, it was an ego competition. You know? Rob, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be a guest. Hey, don't forget, if you missed any part of our conversation today, uh, several different ways you can check out the podcast. We are now on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana Today on either one of those. You can give us a follow. The show will come right to your uh, smartphone or tablet. You can listen anytime you want you can also listen at our website wyrz.org click the shows tab at the top of the page scroll down find central indiana today you go back and listen anytime you want until next time i'm rob kendall saying have yourself a great evening you've been listening to the kevin kersey agency presents central indiana today on 98.9 wyrz made possible by the kevin kersey agency 701 north green street in brownsburg an archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. This is Luke Stevenson for the Central Indiana Innovation Hub. Central Indiana Innovation Hub provides space for individuals to meet and network for business-related needs. Central Indiana Innovation Hub is located at 5250 East U.S. Highway 36, Suite 1101 in Avon. More information can be found at indianahub.com. Our phone number is 317-696-3050. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 830 to 4. Tours of the facility are available. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.